Welcome to episode 34 of the Inspired Energy Podcast with Murray Guest. And in this episode, I caught up with Wendy DeRosa, who is the founder of this School of Intuitive Studies. And I absolutely love catching up with Wendy. And we explore about what it means to really tap into your intuition and how she helps others do that, but also how she trains people through the school to be intuitive healers. I, uh, as I'm getting older, I'm always thinking about what I'm learning and this is an area that I've just loving tapping into and understanding more. And what Wendy and I explore is why so many more people are experiencing this increased sensitivity, intuition and awakenings. It's something on a personal note that I feel that my tapping into my intuition is growing all the time and the power of that and listening to that and what wendy is able to explore in our conversation is the different ways that shows up for different people and there's really so many different ways that i learnt about as i spoke to her Um, we also explore what it means to really be connecting from spiritual heart perspective Uh, i I absolutely loved this conversation i hope you get out of much out of this as i did and here we go now catching up with wendy derosa hi wendy welcome to the podcast i'm so looking forward to chatting with you today about the amazing work you do how are you i am doing wonderfully thank you so much for having me marie no trouble at all. And you're in Boulder, Colorado. What's it like uh, right now there? <laughs> I'm on, we're on day three of a snowstorm that's supposed to hopefully ease up by tonight or tomorrow morning. But we actually don't get snow that much on the front range area, but we just happen to be dumped on right now. <laughs> so it's, is it still in the magical state stage or has it gone to the, it's a bit annoying stage? Yeah, no, it's pretty magical. It's still coming down. Oh, nice. That sounds beautiful. Well, I don't get snow where I am, and I have a dream of having a white Christmas at some stage because obviously we don't get those where I am. Um, So, but um, I uh, I can imagine just that there's, as you said, while it's a snowstorm, it's still quite beautiful on the trees. I'm sure. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm so looking forward to chatting today about the work that you do in helping people tap into their intuition and their what it means to be an empath and and i love what you say on your website about it's so needed right now in the world and people Mm -hmm. tapping into that more um can i ask before we get into it how did you get into this as um something that you do was it a calling or where did that come from Well, it actually came out of a very, very challenging um, upbringing around being highly sensitive. And I know now intuitive, I didn't know that back then. And having an increased amount of oversensitivity symptoms, we'll call it. So I was um, dealing with anxiety. I was the the oldest girl in a family of eight. Uh, kids and in a big Italian Catholic family in the East Coast of the United States. And I, um, I just had a, a lot of stress on me. And I was the mother's helper the majority of my life. And then by the time I turned 19, I'm abridging this story, but basically 
the panic attacks and the, the anxiety um, increased and increased and increased. And it, it did so coinciding with a calling that my heart was calling me to leave where I was. I was in school and I was in college in Boston at the time and, and when I was 19 and I, I felt this call to move to Colorado and I knew nothing about Colorado. This was before the internet existed even. And um, I just felt it. And then long story short, I had a nervous breakdown when I was 19 years old and um, was in the hospital for it. And um, when I was recovering, I, um, I basically, again, I'm abridging the story, but I made, made it out to Colorado. I found a healing teacher. I was guided, but I, it happened through a car accident. So I went from a panic attack to a car accident. I um, was in recovery for this car accident, getting some therapeutic massage for some of the, you know, the ligament stuff mm -hmm. I had going on and muscle stuff. And um, the therapist, the massage therapist said, I think you have this ability. And my mom's a, an energy healing spiritual teacher. I think she can help you with what you have going on. And, and um, I went to visit her mom and her mom, you know, I did a session with her. She sort of confirmed what it was that I had this, you know, this ability, this intuitive ability. Um, and it resonated. It was some, finally somebody naming what I felt. And from there, I studied with her for a couple of years, not very long, um, but I started doing sessions. And this was about 20, almost 25 years ago, 20, 24 years ago, started doing sessions. And, and long story short, by the time I was 30, I had over 500 clients from word of mouth. Again, this was pre pre Facebook and social media. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then people wanted to know how to do what I do. And, and they, you know, felt it for themselves. And so I started to develop training programs and then started the intuitive healer training program. And that's now currently I've been running that for nine years. And um, basically, I wrote three books and started teaching for the shift network and did a course for Solvana, which is a Mind Valley channel. And um, it's just progressed from there. So when you look back on, and I just, I'm so um, inspired by your journey and thank you for sharing that. And I'm just mm. thinking when you look back on those teenage years uh, and, and as you said, your mother's helper, the eldest daughter of eight, when you think about that time, um, did that shape you? Do you think, did that give you some uh, insight? Because you, you talk about that must have been some tough times back then. Yeah, it, it was tough. I mean, here's, here's what I know, and, and this really ties into the in, the, what intuition really is. Um, so maybe I'll just say a bit about that and, and, um, mm, mm. and just tie it in here. Um, so intuition, I think most commonly um, people will relate to the voice inside, which is definitely an aspect of intuition, but intuition is our consciousness communicating. It's our soul communicating through our consciousness. And that can happen through the felt sense, which is clairsentience. It can happen through a sense of knowing, which is claircognizance. And also it can happen through body sensations or physical symptoms like nausea or a stomach ache or a headache. That's also intuition. And that's an aspect of claircognizance. 
some people will hear, you know, words or downloads or something coming through their higher self or from their inner child that's clear audience. And some people will see, will have vis the visionary sense. They'll, you know, they can see pictures and images or they have bright ideas and, and, and they can relate to being a visionary. Well, I was, I had all four of them and I didn't know, I certainly did not know back then I had all four aspects of intuition. I thought that I was crazy. <laughs> I thought there was something wrong with me. Um, I was can I so, just, you know, can, yeah, can yeah. I just check? So what was the, um, the support or the, or maybe even back then, no support. What was it like for yeah. you at that time? There wasn't really, I mean, no one was really, nobody, nobody was talking about raising a sensitive child back then. I mean, I think nowadays we, you can, there's lots of information out there about, about, you know, oversensitivity and children with sensitivities back then, you know, it was, you were in survival mode. It was feast or famine, you know, it was that just consciousness wasn't at that point. Certainly parenting was in an old paradigm about how to, you know, how to exist. And, and so I didn't have support. And what I ended up doing was because I didn't have the support, I internalized so much of what I was experiencing on the external world. There was a lot of yelling and screaming. There was a lot of like dysfunction and I internalized all of it. And that's really what developed into those anxiety and panic attacks because I had no place to put my emotions or my feelings or my experience of what was going on. Can I just say, I absolutely loved you um, describing intuition is your soul communicating to your conscious mind. Mm -hmm. And I even, you've just um, shared something which, and to me it was um, a new perspective and I appreciate that. And maybe to people listening, it, it isn't, but that how intuition can show up in different ways for different people. Yeah. And absolutely. And just to add to that too, is it's, it's not always the conscious mind. It's sometimes it's our consciousness and our bodies. So some people will, their soul will communicate through their body physically. Some people get validation chills when they know something's right. You know, that, that chill feeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Things, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So um, why do you think people try to push that down or dismiss it? Um, you know, here's my theory. <laughs> which is that um, the, the, the intuition is an aspect of the feminine consciousness in the body, whether we're male or female. And what I mean by that is that it, it, to access our intuition, we have to be in tuned with ourselves. We have to be in some ways um, sensitive not to a fault, but to a, to a power, to understanding, wow, if I stop and pause and tune in and check in with myself, or if I listen to how spirit is communicating to me, or if I listen to, you know, the wind, the sun, the stars, whatever it is, and I follow these mystical aspects of, of life that, um, 
you know, if I, if I do that, I need to be on some level um, owning my sensitivity. Well, throughout time, so in, in the body, that relates to the second chakra of the body. So in the, it's in the pelvic region. That, that, that's the, that's the, the, the that, that's, relates to sensitivity and vulnerability and to our ability to have our emotions and to be connected on that intuitive level. Well, over time, we've been developed and raised in, in, a, in not all of us, but I would say I can speak certainly to the, the U.S. and a lot of the West, which is that um, it's, it was patriarchal. A patriarchal society ultimately validated science and reason and intellect over feeling vulnerability and intuition. So there was a suppression of the feminine in the body. Now, when we think about that from male or female perspective, we can say there was suppression of the sensitivity or the vulnerability or the, the real, the truth of what's really felt in the body. And instead, what was valued is what we think or how we're educated or how we're going to prosper and succeed. And it invalidates the it invalidates the truth. It invalidates mm. our intuition in our body. And so we it's suppressed. And I remember when I first started doing healing work, I did not tell people I was an intuitive in, in the beginning. And so this was only 24 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. But I remember saying things like, oh, I do consulting. <laughs> like, <laughs> make something up, you know, and, and then, then, then they'd say, Oh, what kind of consulting? And I'd say, Oh, I, you know, sort of like life coaching work because that was being more recognized and people would say, Oh, you know, I have a book by Wayne Dyer and I read this other book by Carolyn Mace and I'm really exploring this energy world. And I'm like, and then I'd say, okay, I'm an intuitive healer. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> I'd let the cat out of the, but I'd have to fish for how much they'd be open to mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. then. And, and now we're having quite the awakening around intuition. Um, and I'm just going to go back a minute too. And unfortunately I can imagine, and I'm sure, um, unfortunately, it's still now, not just in the past, but tapping into intuition or that feminine side is the, you know, this perception that it's a weakness. And I know that me growing up as a, as a male, but having uh, feminine tendencies at times, it's like, well, that must mean you're weak. And I think that element is shifting, but hasn't shifted enough. That's for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that we're we're um, we're learning because of when when we experience when we have suppression, you know, if you have a um, if you have a balloon and you fill it with air and you push down on the balloon, the balloon kind of expands out like a pancake mm-hmm. and leaks out the side. On an energy level, that's very true in the body. If we have power that is pushed down and suppressed the energy starts to disperse out the side of us. And basically what it looks like is acting out when we can't have our truth and and our power and our feelings because we're suppressed on some level, we will find ways to act out that energy. And because we're living in a culture that's so um, 
that is is acting out their wounds on so many levels it, it we are because we have to heal these wounds because there's a problem in culture and society and we're looking for solutions we're starting to look at the root of these and finding that you know that just as you're saying like boys are told they can't cry girls mm. who are told that they can't you know to, that they're too sensitive that these are these are primordial wounds to an early child developing with their wholeness with their sensitivity and their wholeness and so um i do yeah i hear you it's i think as we're starting to dissect where our where the root of our wounds are as a culture we're getting there yeah and i can imagine um wendy as a teenage girl and her balloons being pushed down and down and down and then that's that at times it would just burst out yeah exactly yeah um yep. so empathy is a is a part of what you do and help people with mm -hmm. and understand that as well isn't it yeah so empathy and um empathic intuition they're slightly different um so help me yeah. understand empath empathetic intuition. How would we describe yeah. that? So, well, empathy is the ability to be able to feel what mm -hmm. another person is experiencing and give them connection for that feeling. So if you were feeling sad, I would say, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I, I, you know, I, I can relate or I know how you're feeling or I want to give you a hug, you know, something to show compassion and empathy. Um, empathic is the ability to be able to, to feel in our bodies on an intuitive level what somebody else is experiencing. Now, where it gets confusing is that empathic has been known or come to be understood as overly empathic i'm empathic because i absorb your energy into my body and i take on the energy of others that's what is um most commonly understood as empathic being empathic but it's not the true nature of an empath a true empath holds their boundaries and can feel on an intuitive level what someone is experiencing or they can feel the emotional temperature or the energetic temperature of what's going on in the in the world around them but they don't necessarily take that energy into their body what happens is people like myself <laughs> grow up in environments where it's not safe for me to be myself or to have my own sense of self and therefore my own boundaries and so my sense of self and my sense of worth gets ca caught or tied up in let me keep the peace and absorb the energy around me so that i can survive in this environment and what ends up happening is if i'm sensitive i'm going to become hyper vigilant and through my hyper vigilance i'm going to read the energy that's going on around me and i'm going to absorb it in order to know how to behave or respond does that make sense yeah it, it does and i'm actually 
I, I don't want to dive maybe too quick, but what I'm thinking about is how important, and I'm sure this is the work that you do, is how important it is to know how to create those boundaries so that while someone is tapping into that feeling and that emotion and that energy that they're still also not taking it all on. Yeah, it's very important. And what's important to know about it is that, you know, I'm talking about this sort of this phenomenon that happens particularly in the lower body, because I'll just back up to say this is that the Mm. empathic intuition relates to in the body, we have these chakras, we have these power centers. So it relates to the second and third chakras of the body. Those are the power centers that we, they're like our navigation system and they feel they feel what's going on around us so that we know how to organize ourselves in our bodies and in time and space. These two power centers are where we absorb energy. So people who are empathic, the boundary issues isn't just their whole body. The boundary is specifically these two power centers that have learned, that haven't, basically they haven't learned how to have boundaries in this area of the body because nobody was demonstrating that nobody Mm. was um providing a sense of giving somebody their power you know this is this is mommy's this is daddy's this is not your stuff you know this isn't yours and so someone who grows up in an environment where boundaries aren't taught to them and they they instead end up absorbing everything that's going on around them in order to survive in the environment they end up disconnecting or disengaging from the lower body. Their spirit lifts higher and disconnecting from the lower body. And when we do that, we can stay high functioning in the upper body, but not in the boundaries or the, the, not in the lower body, empowered in the lower body in a way to create strong presence and strong boundaries so to answer your question boundaries come from grounding Mm. it comes from grounding into ourselves if we ground into our lower body and say this is my space i'm radiating out from this space in my body then i can hold appropriate energetic boundaries from expansion I can imagine people that you work with that are understanding and tapping into how they're feeling that they are feeling disconnected to themselves. They're feeling disconnected with their body when you start working with them and they're getting back into feeling into their whole self and how that must feel for them to then feel back to connecting, as you said, not just, with you know being high functioning and and i can imagine someone getting a lot of things done but they're feeling disconnected with their body and who they really are yeah absolutely you know i i i think this embodiment piece of being able to feel ourselves and feel um the emotions in the body emotions drop us into our body we can have a good cry and come back in or we can express our anger and feel 
like we're in ourselves. We can also feel like we're out of ourselves when we're in anger, but, um, but it is, you know, we, we, what happens for many people and we're human beings is that our spirit, our, our, our little self in our body, we go through life and we have an experience as a child growing up and our, the cells in our body, the energy body takes a snapshot of that experience. And if it's a negative experience, it can live in our body as an imprint and we don't process it until we feel safe to or until there's consciousness to. And so we can go through life living higher than our body or living in our upper, upper chakras, ultimately in the upper part of our body, in our head, because that's safe. It's mm. safe to be in the head, you know, until we go on a path or we go through healing and it re and then we realize, wow, actually, you know, I, as I come into my body, I'm starting to feel things. So I'm, I'm also just wondering the, um, the skills and I say this with all the respect, the skills and talents that you have, is that something which anybody can tap into or is it more something that you're born with? Um, everybody is born with some aspect of intuition simply because they're, there's a, they are a soul in a body and the soul communicates through our physical body one way or another. Uh, and so um, everybody is something. Everybody is either, you know, a clairvoyant, a clairaudient, a claircognizant, a clairsentient, or, or any combination of those. They, they can have a blend. Um, so I think when it comes to, you know, how do I, is everybody a healer? is really, that really depends on the individual. Is everybody an intuitive, meaning they can um, apply intuition to helping people? I, I think that that, again, that it depends on someone's soul calling, like what they feel called to, and if it feels like that's awakening in them, then, then it, is, it is a matter of getting training in it and understanding it. Um, so, I, to answer your question, I think everyone is born with some aspect of intuition. It depends on how they want to uh, see that develop or support themselves through developing it. it. It shapes, doesn't it, to the power of parents and other um, leaders and influences of young children of how we react and respond and support them as they are you know, tapping into some of this intuition and the feelings that they've got. And I can imagine how important it is to create a safe space for them to understand and explore that. Um, yeah. And I know that you, you mentioned earlier about a shift you're seeing in the world now. Are you seeing a shift, do you think, for what's happening now um, compared to, say, as you're saying, 25 years ago? What, what do you think is happening these days? Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I think, I think I, I mentioned this about social media and I, I, I was sort of somewhat joking, but not, but not, you know, sorry, saying it in a lighthearted way, but, but not really. I mean, I think that social media and the internet has made it accessible 
for people to wake up online. You know, there's so many people sharing their awakenings and their gifts and that gets transmitted and other people are feeling are having a similar experience or feeling the validation of that. So there's sort of this rise of, you know, through the, through the increase of technology, I, I do think that um, it's made it more visible for consciousness to expand and awaken um, within more people. And I mean, consciousness is rising. More people are waking up to their, abilities and to their gifts and feeling their soul callings and their heart is cracking open and they're wanting to you know live more something more happy more connected more conscious more spiritual you know a lot of people are st stepping on that path and i and i also i do believe in my experience that the visibility of that on tech on social media has has been a, a factor you know, I remember when I was learning, I, you had to seek out the teachers because, and they had books, you know, they're sort of the big wigs who were out there at the time. Otherwise you go to a coffee shop and like rip a tag off a flyer <laughs> and, you know, go to that class, you know, that's the way it, that's, you know, that's what we had. Um, I also think in what's going on in the world in different countries right now and the divisiveness, um, and, and the what? The, the divisiveness, so divisions, yeah. and how important the work that people are doing about themselves and understanding um, that energy and, and rise is just so important right now to bring people together. Absolutely, that connectedness. And, and also, it's, it's, I, I always find it fascinating when I see, you know, um, CEOs or big leaders of companies and visionaries who are basically saying things like, yeah, we follow the data, we follow the statistics, but in the end, uh, when I have to make a big decision, I listen to my gut. Mm. You know, I follow my intuition. It show. I mean, in business, I think even there, you know, there's, there's been, I mean, I've read countless articles on specifically that and how it's, it is a big part of how we're, we're um, changing the world and, and evolving is through these visions and through these ideas and through what seems like, wow, this seems extreme, but it, they're birthed out of intuition. I, and I also think um, the statistic is something like over 90% of decisions are emotional based, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Um, Yet we somehow think in the corporate world, hang on, we need to make decisions based on the data and what does that tell us? Um, but it is so inspiring when we do hear of leaders that talk about, I'm tapping into my intuition, I'm tapping into my emotion, what am I feeling? What does my gut tell me? Um, and for me personally, Wendy, I would say, I know when I make decisions where I've tapped into that, they're the right decisions. They're the best decisions at the time. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I've, I know I personally have had the experience of knowing what chaos ensues when I don't listen to my own intuition. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what is going on? Do you think um, when we're tapping into that, when we're tapping into that intuition and we are tapping into um, those emotions and getting really grounded, what is going on for us as people, do you think? 
Well, first of all, the the process of for some people, intuition those the 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 either it's the tuning in or it's just simply those spontaneous hits that people get. Those, you know, I just got a hit that this is what I needed to do, and it comes quickly. You know that sometimes some people are fast processors in that way. It's just information comes really quickly to them, and they're tuning in, and they are essentially downloading the connected on a spiritual level, on a basically through the the channel of grace in the body, and they're connected in a way that information downloads very quickly, and that can feel like a hit, or it can feel like a, you know, a um, sort of a, a, a quick download or impulse. And then some people might feel more like they're slower processors. Like they, they, you know, they are stopping to tune in and to feel what their, what their soul is communicating through their physical body or through their heart or through their inner child. And so it's ultimately this soul consciousness that's communicating to us through our our consciousness through our awareness and in the lower body it's denser so if we're tuning into how we feel in our body it might take a little longer to get that information if we're tuning in higher to receiving from above us you know receiving grace in it's a little bit faster because there isn't as much density of the human form but it is this you know, it's this activation of our soul in communion with the divine, giving us, you know, information. And that information isn't always predictive. It's not always, you know, to keep us from feeling something in the future. Mm-hmm. It's not always that. Sometimes that information is stop, rest, take care of your body or go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that intuition is really a, a, a perfectly re- resounding one-liner <laughs> that we need to hear. Um, I, I, can, I was having a talk to a leader recently just around resiliency and resiliency being an outcome of other strategies as opposed to being taught to be resilient. Mm. And I'm just thinking about that conversation and what you're exploring and, and sharing about when we do that, when we tap into intuition, when we listen to it, when we take guidance from that, I, I'm imagining that we're building some of our own resiliency whilst doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In, in a way, I mean, it's a, it's a slightly different way of saying, I think the same thing, um, which is that when, you know, when we, we live on the energy body, so if we're looking at our, just our physical body, we live um, very forward. We lean in. <laughs> we mm-hmm. live very forward in our consciousness. We're in the front of, frontal template of our brain, problem solving. We're in the front of our hearts, worried about or feeling into everything. We're in the front of the gut, which means sometimes for some people, lots of digesting of life and food and other things. But in the backside of our body is where we connect to our, our, our self, our soul. And that's where we receive 
um, from the divine. That's where the, the, the channel of grace comes in. So when we ha tune into our intuition, this is the resiliency piece I was relating to is that when we're in the front part of our body trying to problem solve life, we can get depleted. But if we lean back into our back body and we lean into prayer and meditation and contemplation and filling up from source, that connects us to our intuition and it sources us. It gives us um, prana, life force energy for resiliency. And I always say to people, you know, self-love is receiving grace into the back body. That's in filling up, like filling up that, your tank, so that you have enough, to, to, um, enough fuel to be out there in the world through the front body. So I, that leaning back, yeah. I'll just say, I, I really felt that when you described that around self-love and how mm. important that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Wendy, I'd love to know what the impact has been on um, others through your work. Because I can imagine through the School of Intuitive Studies over the past 22 years, you must have had some amazing um, experiences making a difference and helping people see a difference in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, I, in some ways I am a little humble <laughs> in answering because I, um, you know, I, I come from that just holding, I'm holding the consciousness for a soul to show up and, and, you know, and show me and do what their body needs to do. Um, and, you know, and I'll tell you that the, I run a training program and, um, I've worked with countless clients and, um, they, many will say that their, their life has changed, that they're a different person, especially when it comes to the, you know, to learning, um, in the training program that I teach when I'm training healers, they'll say, gosh, I, th I thought I was coming in to learn a skill on how to be a healer. I had no idea it was going to transform every part of my being. Um, and that's on the training level. On, on the healing level, I mean, I've worked with people who have recovered miraculously from cancer, from illness, from autoimmune, from, you know, worked with people who have transitioned through, through divorce. I've worked with people who have crossed over into the, you know, passed on that, that process of, of moving on end of life. Um, also people who've just really spent 30 years in therapy and they want to go deeper into experiencing um, major soul healing and shift on that soul level inside them. And so, oh my gosh, there's a range. Mm -hmm. oh, there <laughs> there's is. A, there's been a lot. <laughs> and, and I love you, your humbleness as you describe the impact of your work. Um, what, when you think about that work and the impact you've made, what truly lights you up? Mm. I think what lights me up is that I feel my calling and my mission here on this earth is to help people develop the wholeness of their intuitive, of their 
intuitive system. And that means that they've cleared blocks in their body to allow more of their true light to emerge. And when I see that happen for someone, that lights me up. When I see, wow, they, they like it, it, it happened. <laughs> they shifted. They got it on some level. And, and that the, you know, the blocks cleared, they woke up inside and the light is illuminating from their being and they have transformed. That's what lights me up. Mm. And there's a lightness to the way that they are going through life, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, I would say there's, they go through life with more lightness, but also more resources and more, um, they're more resourced around emotions and actions and reactions. You know, they might not seem emotions as negative. They'll just have more capacity to be able to say, wow, okay, I have a feeling or so-and-so has a feeling and, and I'm just going, you know, I'm, it's not about me. I'm going to hold space. It just does, their boat doesn't get rocked the way it used to. We'll say gotcha. it that way. Yeah, 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 okay. If someone's listening to this and they're thinking, hmm, okay, I'd like to tap into my intuition a little bit easier or listen to that a little bit more, what would be a tip that you could suggest mm -hmm. to them? So I would definitely invite grounding. And grounding, I visualize a grounding cord. And, and the grounding cord I visualize is not a skinny cord from the tailbone to the center of the earth. Rather, it's a wider grounding cord. So it secures around the sides of the hips, the low belly, and the low spine. And then it's like a beam of light or a pipeline that goes straight down or a tree trunk that goes down to the center of the earth. And so I invoke that image and I invite people to um, take as much time as they need to ground, keeping in mind that sometimes the journey between the head and the heart is a long journey. Mm. <laughs> sometimes it takes some breath and some time, and sometimes it takes the body up to 10 minutes to settle down. So if it feels like you want to tune in and really trust your intuition, your intuition on a, on a voice level or on a body level might be a quieter voice than what you're used to hearing. And for those who might say, well, I can't tell if it's my monkey mind or my fear versus my intuition, I would recommend taking some deep breaths and slowing down and grounding yourself until you can come into this state of feeling really still peaceful and still, and then allow your heart to give you the information. Or maybe for some people, it's not your heart. Maybe it's your gut, you know, it's somewhere lower in your body, you know, tuning into your intuition there. That, that's what I would recommend as a practice. And I think the sense of busyness that I hear so much, and I'm sure you do as well. And with all that busyness that people experience in life, that they're not really tapping into their intuition, are they? Just going from one thing to another. Um, right. Yeah, and, and that the power of that pause, the power of, of stopping and listening and feeling and grounding into the body. And when you say grounding and that visualization of the cord, mm -hmm. 
um, mm -hmm. is do you also think that we can do that anywhere or should, should we be getting out in nature? Where should we be doing that? You can do it anywhere. And, it's, and certainly anywhere you feel ungrounded. So if it's in the grocery store or it's in the car or, you know, sometimes if you're driving and moving, it's not, you're, you know, you might, might not necessarily feel fully grounded, but you can still invoke the image and allow that sensation of I'm, I'm rooting into my body um, any, anywhere, it can be in the morning, it can be several times throughout the day. Um, at nighttime, you can invoke the grounding cord and then just allow a shower of grace, a shower of light through your body to just rinse off everything from your day and let it dump down your grounding cord. So, That's um, a really nice practice. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, do you practice or do you suggest practicing a, a daily meditation at the start or the end of the day to help with that grounding practice? I do. Yes. I mean, I, I recommend meditation um, just in general um, simply because of what it does to our entire being, especially our, our stress levels um, and, and how that affects the body. Um, so yes, and, and, um, having a, a bookend morning meditation and end of the day meditation of, um, like a grounding cord, or if there's, you know, some people do gratitude practices or have their own meditation practices to, um, to settle or clear themselves at the end of the day. Uh, that would be, yes, I recommend both if possible. Yeah. I, um, and so I'm imagining, um, so a lot of my listeners on the podcast are leaders within business and leaders in life and the work that they do. And um, I'm just now picturing a process of it with that busyness of life and I'm, let's say, in a corporate role or I'm leading a business and I've got to get something done. I'm going from one thing to another and it's all up in my head or above me that to, to actually stop and breathe and pause and tap into what I'm feeling in my body and how powerful that could be. Um, yeah. And Absolutely. so what, and once you do that pro process, what's the next thing do you think that comes after that, Wendy? So if I've paused, um, what, what, what's, is there like a then, okay, I then make a decision or I really listen to what I'm feeling or, or, or hearing. Yeah. So, so some people, again, might be feelers and some people might be listeners, hearers. They, they hear mm. a, a message that might come from within. Um, and some people might feel a body sensation. So just, we'll just keep in mind that there are different types of intuitives in different ways, our body intuits information. And also keep in mind that everybody has these. So one, one of these, you know, a variation or a blend. Um, so what you can do is once you've paused and you're stopping to tune in and you've gotten to that place of stillness, it might, it would be a matter of just feeling into or tuning into your decision or the question at hand, you know, do, am I getting a yes or am I getting a no? If I think about the outcome, outcome A, and I feel into my body with outcome A, do I get a yes or do I get a no? Or do I get sick to my stomach or do I get anxious? You know, those are some body sensations we might get. Yep. If I feel into option B, what do I get? So that's one way to work with it. 
I, I wanted to add to this, you know, I have a lot of clients who work in Silicon Valley and I, um, I know the tech world, <laughs> startup world very, you know, in terms of what happens, it's just really, um, it's very fast paced. You know, it's, there's so much self care that's needed to, co to, to manage the intensity of, um, of what happens. And these pauses can be so crucial just to stay connected to yourself. So you don't go, you know, get spun out and lose, you know, lose yourself and make decisions that might not, you know, that might not result well, keeping in mind that in that field, you have to make fast decisions. Yeah. So these pauses can be very helpful. And, and my thought, and tell me if this is something that aligns with your line of thinking, it's not about right or wrong. It's about what's the best option right now or the one that feels best. Is that the sort of guidance there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because even if the outcome changes later, like even if the, you can get a yes now because the yes is about the journey, not the destination. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Does gotcha. that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. Definitely. Sometimes there's something along that journey that we need to tap into need more to of. learn. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so what's coming up for you in the future? Um, have you got programs? Have you got um, uh, events? What, what's on your horizon? Yes, I've got quite a bit. I, I run an intuitive healer training program, whether uh, anyone is ever interested in being a healer or not. This is a very profound program, life-changing program that helps heal blocks in the body and transforms uh, tra on every level. It's very powerful. Um, and that runs twice a year. I, I enroll that program twice a year. It's a nine month program. It has two live in-person trainings with me. I also have an intu intuitive heart program, which is um, on my website and that's virtual. I've been run right now. I'm actually running live calls with it. Um, and I run every month, I run something called the Divine Healing Inner Circle. And that's if you want to receive healing once a month. And I do a live, deep, one-hour guided journey into clearing blocks in your system. And then I have a mid-month Q&A. So if you have questions as the month progresses, we get to join, you know, come together live and talk, have a, it's been a beautiful discussion each time. And then I've got some live events and everything's up on my website too. If um, I'm, I'm going to be at Kripalu and I'll be at 1440 in the United States. So those events are up on my website, schoolofintuitivestudies.com. Yeah. I, some great things um, coming up where whether someone, as you said, wants to learn about being a healer or wants to tap into their intuition or they want to, release some of those blocks or just understand any of this more or get some healing. There's just, I can see a, a range of options there and we'll make sure there's a link to your website. Um, mm -hmm. The school of intuitive studies um, in the podcast notes as well. Cause um, lots of different things there. Um, so thank you. That's um, so it sounds like a, a fair bit coming up, um, but yeah, <laughs> which is cool, which is exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and do you always. do? There's always a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and do, do you, have you seen, um, and as, uh, you sort of hinted at this before, the bit of a, a growth and a, a greater focus on this type of work in the last few years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, yes, that just the topic of intuition and clearing blocks and energy healing has just increased. The field has increased and um, it's been profound. And one of the other things I'm, I'm co-founder in is the National Association of Professional Healers. Because there are so many healers and um, energy workers and intuitives out there that you know, might want to come together in a unified um, you know, unified, um, like connection. Mm -hmm. And so we provide, we provide a lot for healers who are, um, looking for, uh, a, a community. So yes, so it's definitely increased and, um, I'm, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, Wendy, I've so enjoyed this, um, this chat and connecting with you and getting to know you and the work that you do. I found it so inspiring. So thank you so much. I've really, mm. really enjoyed it. I also ask a question every podcast. So I want to ask you and um, just get your perspective. So the question is, what do you think is the definition of inspired energy? Mm. So as I just sit with it, in myself, it feels like the definition for, for me of what inspired energy is, is the, the spark of yes in the system, the, the spark of um, vibration and light and of inspiration. I get that sense of awakening inside. So I don't know if that's uh, crystal clear, but <laughs> that's the that's the feeling I get is this awakened yes in my system. Oh, and uh, I think we explored this a little bit in our conversation and around that that shift and that grounding and energy that you help people have, and then. Um, I love the idea of that spark. I can, and you talked about the lightness earlier, that sort of spark or lightness coming out in people. So that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So um, everybody, thanks for listening. And um, please, if you got something out of um, my conversation with Wendy, please uh, share it online and tag uh, the School of Intuitive Studies and myself uh, with the hashtag Inspired Energy. And um, again, Wendy, thank you so much for your time. I loved connecting with you and um, just getting to understand more about intuitive work and what that means for me and um, helping share that with people out in the world. Um, so I'll make sure there's plenty of links to your upcoming programs and the work you're doing. And again, um, I've loved our chat so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Murray. It's been an honor and a blessing. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you.